Bikes. I've never been all that fond of exercise. I was born large and all being well have every expectation of remaining that way. For me, unnecessary movement is to be avoided at all costs. That does not mean I aim to be permanently indolent. Even though it is true that I spend a lot of my life in front of a computer screen, I spend at least some of it, several days a week in fact, on my bike. But enough minutes pass in each of them to have worn out my saddle a few times. The concept of going for a ride for fun has never held much of an appeal for me. Where can there possibly be any fun in risking life and limb on today's roads? Just looking away for a moment at a cow or some other object of interest allows any nearby car a chance to cut you up and it will, so I don't, so I see nothing, so it isn't fun. I tend to stay in a lot of the time. Computing does that to you. Wherever I do have somewhere to go, as long as it isn't far or uphill, I cycle, but not for the fun of it. People say I must be very fit, despite my size, because I do go everywhere on a bike. But even though my bike is called a racer, that doesn't make me one. Racer is the name given to any bike that is neither a sit-up-and-beg machine, as used by grocer's boys of yore, nor a tank-like off-road beast beloved of the weekend stick it on the roof rack and we'll go for a ride somewhere nice brigade. I go at a steady speed as set by the largest gears I have. My legs are strong but not fast, so it takes me quite some effort to get going at all. But once I'm off, my velocity is quite acceptable, although nothing like racing standard. I have another reason for cycling, apart from the physical effort. I hate cars. I always have. This was made easy for me by growing up in a family that didn't itself feel bereft by not having one, which we didn't. My father still cycles, my mother did once, but fell off and dislocated a finger on her first attempt as an adult, and it's stuck to three wheels ever since. It is a wonder to me that I ever rode a bike again after that. Normally I'd follow my mother's example come what may, but even though any sort of physical effort leaves me cold in a hot sort of way, I kept at cycling. Not very assiduously, as I didn't go anywhere at all for twenty years, and so a tree grew through my bike's pedal, left as it was in the garden. The tree is still quite well. That bike, however, is long gone. Long gone, too, is the first bike which I really used. It was a dislike of the journey to work which forced me onto two wheels again. I took that bike back and forth for several years until I finally realised that I hated cycling even more than I hated commuting. It didn't do my health much good either. Many was the time after a short ride when I would have to lie down for ten minutes or more to get the wheezing noise in my chest to lessen a bit. As the smog grew worse over the years, my time on my back increased. I stopped using the bike finally when I realised I'd hit a car or been hit by one on average once every six months for two years. Enough was enough, at least until I moved out of London. The streets of Nottingham are a bit hillier than my old route to work, but the traffic was comparatively lighter and the air proportionately cleaner, so I took up the pump one more time. The first few occasions made my life just as miserable as riding had ever made it, but I kept it up, and after only a few years became inseparable from my trusty wheeled steed. From time to time I still meet people who are lost in admiration for one such as I, who can move without four wheels. I have been known to walk places too. 
This is also, though, highly irregular and maybe even slightly revolutionary in a counterculture sort of way. Glad I am of it. The bike is to me more than two wheels and a lot of dirt. It is a statement of intent, a badge of office, of membership of the It's Not My Fault Club. But I still don't like riding much, especially uphill, especially on a hot summer's day, especially yesterday, when the exhaust from the cars with bikes on the roof racks, among many other polluters, made it almost impossible to breathe. And yet I made it all the way up our only local hill system just before the rain set in. There I stayed, probably reeking quietly, but the person I had been visiting had an incontinent dog to smell around, and so never got as far as sniffing me, although the dog did. After a while of doing what I had cycled there to do, I realised my moment of departure was almost on me. Subtracting my journey time from my ETA back at the house, I had twenty or so minutes to wrap up the proceedings. I bid a fond and grateful farewell to my host, and departed in plenty of time to make it back. I had to return for family reasons. My partner was looking after another child, as well as our own two, and had taken him off to see a few more somewhere else. A perfectly appropriate thing to do, but the other mother knew nothing of this late arrangement, and would arrive to retrieve her son from a dark and empty home if I couldn't get there first, to keep her from undue panic. Then it started raining. A lot. Well, more than a lot. Torrential. Just the sort of rain that would make a front wheel float above rather than grip onto the road. Not ideal conditions for making a trip at all, certainly not for attempting one up or down any sort of hill and any sort of traffic. Being summer, I deduced that the rain would die out soon, and so I started recomputing the travel time home. First to go was the time lost going uphill, there being more of the down variety on the return trip. Ten minutes of heavy rain later, I subtracted time lost through bothering to change gear. Getting uphill is only possible for me if I change the gear ratio a bit. It was on the way in that I noticed that several of the cogs on my back wheel's gear assembly were no longer attached to the wheel itself, and so my feet went round even faster than is normal when I tried going uphill. Having never attempted to use the other gears on the flat, this had come as a nasty surprise between two buses. The rain continued. Last to go was the in plenty of time part of my plan, but soon that was rained out as well. I have never been fond of hope. Hope it was which then dawned in the shape of my friend, offering me a lift home. To take advantage of this, I had to remove my front wheel, deflating it to get past the brake blocks. Reluctantly, I destroyed my only chance of a self-powered journey home. As the last of the 80 pounds PSI air pressure irrevocably hissed out of the tyre, the rain finally stopped. By then, I wouldn't have been able to get back safely anyway, and only a car could do the run fast enough to avert parental disaster, and so the option of the lift was still a good one. But I had left the dog out of my computations. The poor mutt had had to be carried everywhere ever since it exhausted its officially allotted lifespan and started living a borrowed if smelly earthbound afterlife. It seemed like an age as it was being gently brought down the now seemingly enormous stairwell, which I had not even noticed on the way in. At least the bike did fit in the car. Even better, it didn't damage any part of it uh, that I noticed getting it in. The dirt got everywhere, though. With the bike where the dog normally travelled, space had to be found for it in the front with my feet. It was a big dog, and I'm a big person. It was a small car, and the dog dribbled as well as farted. By the time I had to be home, we had at least started the trip back.
Next problem was the traffic, through which I now watched fellow cyclists carefully weaving ahead of us. Then it was a stop on the way for petrol that annoyed me. But eventually I arrived at what looked like a dark and empty house containing an anxious ringing phone. My family and the spare mite were in after all, but his mother was not. As I feared, the worst had happened some fifteen minutes earlier as my tyre had hissed its last. She had come and gone, then phoned to find out we were back and that no one was damaged save my status as a reliable person. All was well, though I must be several pounds lighter and my lungs several shades darker. The bike is being repaired now. I think I'll stick to using the phone in future.